Capital of the world. It's the TC Martin Show. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. Wiggins a three-pointer. Puts it in. A 15-point lead with 143 to play. The Warriors are ready to celebrate. The Dr. TC Martin launches. The doctor is now in. It is a fabulous Friday. We are back in our Friday home at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house. And, of course, a very special Friday. Always the very first Friday of May, a special time. Because not only are we talking NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, the Stanley Cup playoffs, especially when the Golden Knights are involved, but... It is Derby Day tomorrow, our Kentucky Derby special coming your way as our horse handicappers extraordinaires, Marco D'Angelo in the house joins us, not only horse racing handicapper, but horse owner joining us previewing the Derby, Double B, Brian Benowitz will be joining us as well from an undisclosed vacationing spot and it's not Churchill Downs. <laughs> Some, uh, so, you know, Churchill Downs is nice in the first you know weekend in May. We understand yeah. that. But I think Double B will be uh, calling in from Cabo San Lucas today. Another uh, one of our fellow horse racing slash uh, hockey gurus and horse owner himself. He will join us today. John Murray, the uh, sportsbook director here at the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. And my good friend Mattress Mac will be checking in uh, by way of Houston slash Churchill Downs as well. And uh, Max, one of Max's horses ran today, right? Smile happy. One of the horses that his uh, sire right. uh, run, run happy. happy. And so, yep. yeah, he definitely is smiling and he will be happy today. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Kentucky Derby preview. we got that coming your way. We'll do that uh, in hour number two. Uh, this hour we will talk a lot about the NBA playoffs and the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs uh, as well. But uh, first and foremost, Marco, uh, glad to have you here. Uh, we are back here last week. We were at the Aces uh, practice facility, the brand-new ribbon-cutting ceremony that uh, we were part of uh, last week. So uh, we're back in your element here today, in front of your people, in front of the crowd, especially all of these horse players. Oh, it's going to be nuts. Probably in about 45 minutes, uh, we won't be able to hear because the Kentucky Oaks will be going off and everybody will be screaming for their horse. And maybe me, too. I have some money down on the You got ice. some action going got, on. Well, you know I got action going in horse racing. All right. So uh, shout out to a few people here today. First of all, uh, Marco, do you see what is sitting in front of you right now? I see what's sitting in front of me, and rumor has it we're day drinking today. We're day drinking, okay? <laughs> so shout out to Bevy Bev and Tammy, all right, and uh, and Tony, Drink Master Tony over there as well, too, supplying us with the mint juleps today. And we've been talking a lot about this during the, the last couple days, and even when we had Jay Cornegay on, the vice president of Sportsbook Operations here at the Superbook, that... Um, we need to have a mint julep. Uh, the only thing missing, uh, we got the mint juleps. I, I did not find a, a hat. Okay, <laughs> so uh, but we're still we're still working on that. But we do have yeah. mint juleps. So shout out to to Bev and Tammy and Tony and our good friends here at the Westgate as. Uh, we're doing some day drinking here. Yeah, and word has it that this is your first mint julep. I have never had a mint julep. Exactly. And, and what I am going to do for our listeners is whenever you take that first sip, I am going to uh, record it. I'm going to video it, and I'm going to tweet it out. So if you're following us on uh, Twitter, you're going you're gonna to get to see TC take his first uh, mint julep. Well, should we do it now, or do you want to wait to the 3 o'clock hour? I mean, uh, you it, don't it, wanna, it's sitting here. I don't think you I don't want, want it to sit here for an hour, do no, I? No, yeah, you no. You don't want it to get watered down. I want you to have the full effect. The full if, effect. Okay. In, uh, so. so I'm going to dive into this mint julep, because you cannot celebrate the Kentucky Derby, correct, without having a mint julep. I've never had a mint julep. We've talked about it on the show the last couple weeks. Uh, bartender Numchuck back at the studio had told me, let's see, two ounces of bourbon, 
uh, water and four mint leaves, which we have here, and a ton of sugar. Now, is that correct? Is that what you remember, Marco, about a mint julep? That is correct. Okay. It's so not going to taste sweet, though, let it, me tell you. It's not. <laughs> no. It, it looks like water or a gin and tonic. Yeah. Well, I'll just dive in. Dive in, sir. The mint julep. There Happy Derby Day to everybody. That is the face I was waiting for. I'm not necessarily a, a drinker to begin with, but uh, what is this? <laughs> That'll put some hair on your chest, sir. <laughs> That's bourbon, baby. That's bourbon. That's bourbon? <laughs> bourbon and sugar and water and the mint juleps. That's the combo. All right. Here's the Derby Day. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, it's kind of growing on me, though. <laughs> I'm tasting a lot of the water because it's been sitting a little bit. A little bit. Tony, make a great mint julep over there. <laughs> there you go, Tony. And Bev and Tammy. Mm. There you go. On next commercial break, I'll have that tweeted out. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, my friend? You going to dive in? Uh, I'm, I might wait till the commercial break because I don't want to go <laughs> on the air. Okay. So now we also have gifts aplenty here. Uh oh. That's right. All right. Nasty Nicole has showed up, all right, and Nicole, would you like to take the mic and, and, and ex explain what, do I want a men's hat or a lady's hat? Go ahead, go ahead. You're, you're, you're going on the air, here we go, all right, so one of our loyal listeners here has, has come bringing, looks like flowers and hats, ex explain to us what we have here. <clears throat> well, you have hats, you have roses, you have mint julep pewter cups. Pewter cups. Real way to serve yes. it, not yes. in glass. Okay. <laughs> what um, do I know? I've never been to Churchill Downs. Mark, are you supposed to know this? You're the horse guy. Right. Uh, oh, I forgot. Uh, you have scratch off cards. Scratch off cards. Is, is this like a, a lottery time? Yes. Okay. Uh, we have cupcakes. We. <laughs> Now you're speaking my language. And on the break, I am going to make you mint juleps, but I cannot bring alcohol from outside. That's true. So it's a mock bourbon. A, a mock bourbon. What yeah. would be a mock bourbon? You'll see. Uh, I'll, You'll I'll taste see. it. I didn't know the guys were going to do that for you. So Yeah, we're doing some day drinking here, I so, guess. You know. There you go. Okay. Well, uh, look, we got decorations here. We got to take pictures of this. I mean, this is uh, this is amazing. Outstanding. Marco, did you know we, that we were having a derby party today? I did not. I am, you know, I'm down for it. And, you know, hopefully we'll be having a party in about 40 minutes with the <laughs> Kentucky Oaks. And we'll be happy there. And <laughs> It's been a good week for your buddy, uh, Marco. We've had two wins this week uh, with the horses. Yeah. All right. So. Well, Nicole, thank you very much for, for uh, supplying all this and bringing this down. Well, and, and, and you're dressed to impress yourself here. Thank you. All right. And a lady from Kentucky just told me she loves my hat. So impressive. There it is. And and Marco, you better make me rich tomorrow. <laughs> we'll try our best. All right. Is there a lucky Lee sighting? That's what Double B wants to know. We got a cut. We we got a horse that uh, we will we will talk about, and uh, I'll explain that when right. we get Double B on. And, it. and for our listeners that may not be aware of your fantastic, phenomenal, lucky Lee uh, <laughs> wager of a couple years ago. You want to you want to recant that? Yeah, there was a horse that was a, a big long shot, and I he ran second in the Derby for us. We didn't have necessarily the winning horse, but we had him on the ticket because I was keying this long shot, and uh, he lit up the tote board coming for home uh, top of the stretch I was you could probably hear me uh, over in Henderson where from the, the casino I was at yelling when he was heading for home the trifecta brought back uh, $8,000 the exacta was 359 I believe so we bet that day $390 and we turned it into over 9,000 wow that was a good I, day. I remember it. I it was remember a it. very good day. <laughs> I, I remember it when we were at the Cosmopolitan, and and, <clears throat> and you, you laid that on us. Uh, uh, Double B was uh, extremely happy with that. Yeah. There, you're always quoting movie quotes. Do yes. you remember? This is an old movie. It's a sports movie. Okay. Who was the actor, and what movie was it where he said, 
I'm having a really good day. That's my guy, Richard Dreyfus. Yes. That's Trotter. That's it. I use Let that, it ride. I use that all the time. Let it ride. Yeah. I use yeah. that all the time. One of the best scenes in that where he's you know going through the grandstand and he's got, who do you like? Yeah. <laughs> Check. Five. five. No. Nope. Seven. No. Nope. No. Nope. There it is. Call. You got a brother. Call him. It's in the. <laughs> it's got to be in the jeans. Let it ride. One of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, uh, it's it's yeah. the best yeah. D-Gen movie <laughs> of, of sports. I mean, come on, seriously. You know, in the scene in the bar where they all erupt when he says, you know, he's gonna, you know, I, you know, I can't use that word on the air, but you know, you know yeah. the scene I'm talking about when he goes ahead and lets it ride. Yeah. And uh, so it's. I think you just funny. like looking at Jennifer Tilly. Oh, I mean. Come on, uh, yeah, <laughs> Jennifer Tilly in in that. I think she in, in that scene you're describing there up in the the turf club. I mean, I think she's like laid out, spread out on a table too. It was a pretty tight dress. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was. I think that's the movie that really started her career. Let's let's be honest about it. That red dress. Oh yeah. <laughs> Favorite line of that movie for me from her was, as they say. Nothing ventured. Nothing <laughs> ventured. <laughs> yeah. Let it ride. Probably the best movie that Richard Dreyfus was ever in, maybe aside from one of his first in American Graffiti. There you go. Kurt Henderson. In, uh, I'm drawing a blank on who played his wife in that movie. Um, Terry Gar. Terry Gar. That's in right. Yeah. Her line. Yeah. I don't understand why you just can't watch the horses run around. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Without Betty, it was looking at her like, are you nuts? <laughs> Outstanding. Great stuff. All right, uh, let's talk about what we saw last night, game number two, the NBA playoffs between the Lakers and the Warriors. It was all Warriors last night. I got to say, as predicted, uh, we talked about it uh, with you earlier in the week. We talked about it again you know, yesterday. Uh, Scott Spritzer was on the show. You know, I've got the Warriors uh, for this series here, and I was kind of like, okay, maybe should I wait after game one and get plus money for the series? But I felt that I really got good value before the series started at minus 150 when it opened at 165 and then started dropping. Uh, so I was happy with 150, but then, you know, after game one, you could have got the Warriors like plus 110. But because we knew what was going to happen in game two, what always happens in game two, Marco? Yeah, somebody said that. I don't know what what happens in that. Uh, I, I heard some guy on your one show of, Monday. One of, our, one of our handicapper extraordinaires. That'd be you, absolutely. <laughs> it's been, uh, you know, I. This is one of those things, TC, that we we do these shows and we want to, you know, educate everybody. The problem is, and when we get, you know, John Murray on, we'll, you know, we'll talk to him because there's a situation tonight involving the NBA game that recency bias you know people jump on things and the only way the books can combat that is to make you pay okay and they're making you pay on a game tonight we'll talk about that but when we share these nuggets like this you know it's also doing us harm because the more people that play it the more people that learn about you know an angle that's been working like clockwork vegas only has one thing they can do and that is to keep jacking the price up on that particular play till the point where we lose value on it but what we're talking about is over the last five years in the nba playoffs just blindly betting the home team in the second game of the series has been absolute money. (laughs) And, uh, you know, going to ride it until it stops or till Vegas makes it uh, a point where there's no value anymore. Mm -hmm. So last night the Warriors win going away 127 to 100. This game was close for the beginning, and then there was a moment in the second quarter where the Warriors came back, took the lead, I believe it was 36-35, and never looked back. Even though it was tied one time at 40 apiece when LeBron James was fighting the shot clock and banked one off the glass. and then But after that, it was all Warriors. Golden State outscored the Lakers 101-67 from the second period on. And the glaring stat that I know a lot of people are using uh, quarters number two and three, the middle two quarters of the game, Golden State outscored the Lakers 84 to 47. The Warriors shot 50% from the floor last night, 50% from three. They connect on 21 of 42 three pointers. But that wasn't the only story. Okay? The story was that, you know, news came out about 
two hours before tip-off that Kayvon Looney was not going to play, and then you had Jermichael Green was going to come in and start. And I think a lot of people thought, uh-oh, that, that's going to be bad news, especially what, what Looney has been doing, especially in that Sacramento series where he averaged uh, nearly 20 rebounds per game, uh, had over 20 rebounds in game number one. Without Looney, it, it, there was a little bit of a concern there, but hey, no Looney, no problem. He ended up playing 11 minutes of the game, came in off the bench. But talk about Jermichael Green, fantastic. He played 12 minutes and had 15 points, connected on three three-pointers, six for nine from the floor. Uh, he was great. And this is what I've been saying all along about the Warriors, their depth. That's why I like them in this series. That's why I liked them against Sacramento. Uh, the experience factor, we talked a lot about that, but the depth factor. I mean, that is it. When you can bring guys in that rarely get a chance to play, like Jermichael Green, uh, Moses Moody, um, you know, Kaminga, we really haven't seen much of him, but, you know, he's been a difference maker uh, at points of time during the course of the year, and even going back to last year's playoff run, uh, phenomenal. Gary Payton, the second. Uh, Jordan Poole is a guy, frankly, that he has disappointed so far in this series. And then when you got Clay Thompson, you know, giving us one of those Clay games where he Which, comes up with eight three pointers last night. Uh, phenomenal game for Clay Thompson. <laughs> 30 points in 31 minutes. Let's start with Clay. We haven't seen that from Clay. You know, we've been waiting for the big game from Clay. Yeah. We got it last night. But let's talk about, you know, the injury factor. How many times have we talked about, we, I call it the injured player theory. There's an over-adjustment as far as the lines makers go because they know the public, you know, they're going to bet the other side. We've seen it already. Draymond Green, remember the game he was suspended. Yeah. What happened? Golden State won. Right. You had last night. How about Monday when I was in the studio? We talked about the Philadelphia-Boston game one. No uh, Embiid. You know that line. I, you know, I said to you several times, and we even asked, you know, Matt Holt when he was on. Does this not seem like an an over adjustment on the point spread? We went from what was an early number of six when Embiid was in to nine and a half. It even touched ten briefly. And what happened? Philadelphia goes out and wins that game. It's one of those things that it's a combination of, one, you're getting more points than you should be getting. Two, the injured team, everybody else on that team plays at a higher in intensity level because they know they're shorthanded. they got to compensate for the loss. And the other team kind of has a little bit of a mental letdown because you think, we just caught a break. Mm -hmm. No, indeed. You know, or, you know, no Draymond you know, or uh, Looney. And that's what ends up happening and why that angle works so well. Mm -hmm. uh, this was a game we talked with Jay Cornegay yesterday about how there was one-sided money coming in that actually this line opened like at four and a half, went up to five, five and a half, up to six and a half, even saw sevens uh, in a majority of the books throughout town. And as I said, as long as it's single digits, I'm fine with laying it. Fine. I know a lot of people, I don't like laying that kind of points because we had recent history, you know, uh, when we're handicapping this game. Okay. Number one, you got the bounce back theory. You got the Warriors at home that have been phenomenal at home. Granted, they had lost their last two home games, you know, uh, one in uh, Sacramento and then uh, game, you know, game six against Sacramento in San Francisco at the Chase Center. And then they open this series against the Lakers in a game that you could make the argument they should have won, but they lost. So you knew they were going to be ultra-focused. They were, but more importantly, this was a play against the Lakers. And I said it on the show yesterday, is that you have history that shows this team cannot be consistent game in and game out. They cannot. And I know there's people out there saying, well, they Anthony Davis and the Lakers, they took the night off. No, they didn't take the night off. This is who they are. This is why they're a seven seed. Okay? Anthony Davis, we has shown games of brilliance, but then we have seen games where he just doesn't have it. And I'm not saying he's taking nights off or whatever, but good coaches and good teams will make adjustments. And what Steve Kerr did with the adjustment of putting Draymond Green on him from the get-go, playing him tight, and making him feel uncomfortable. Anthony Davis is not that power center, that power forward. He's not going to bully you. He's soft. Plain and simple, all right? If he's not hitting jump shots, he's not hitting mid-range or, you know, hanging out by the three like he does, and sometimes he'll he'll hit a couple threes, but if you make him play in the paint, you make him give up the ball, he's a non-factor, and he was a non-factor last night. He was 5 for 11 from the floor, 11 points, 
game one, he was great. 30 points and 23 rebounds, but we have not seen him do this on a consistent basis. Heck, he didn't even do this in back-to-back games for the most part against the Memphis Grizzlies. So, you know, he said all the right things. Well, yeah, I'll I'll be better. I just missed some shots. No, what you got to say is that I'm going to be focused (laughs) and I'm going to be ready to come out with a vengeance. I mean, that's what Laker fans want to hear, but... I don't know, Marco. This was an easy game to handicap. I'm not saying it just because it's after the fact. I said it yesterday. I equate this series to the Boston series in the finals last year. I'm not saying it's going to happen like this, where Boston won game one and Golden State won the next four games. To me, if the Warriors are locked in and they take care of the basketball, they don't turn it over, they keep their turnovers into single digits like they did in, in, in this game last night, then they could win the next four. They should win the series. And when you talk about the Lakers' home court advantage, I don't see it. And we've talked before about there isn't a whole lot of home court advantages. You know, you got the zigzag theory. You got the teams that are, you know, resting players right now. We still got load management happening in the postseason. But the Lakers are not a good, they don't match up well for themselves against the Warriors. And if the Warriors are locked in, focused, hitting their shots, taking care of the ball, the Warriors win this series in five, six, or seven games. Uh, I can't disagree with the Warriors winning the series. I don't think they, they win four straight just because they've been too inconsistent on the road this year. Is And this is something that you bring up load management. What you saw last night with the Lakers, once that game slipped away from them, Okay, you're not going to take nights off and rest like you did during the regular season. But when a game slips away and you already accomplished your goal, which that goal being go to Golden State and split. Well, they got the win in the first one. As soon as the handwriting was on the wall for game two, why... Keep your guys out, and you saw. But they LeBron, did. But they, they LeBron, did. They, LeBron they, had 28 minutes. In. LeBron James was in the game when they were down 30. Yeah. Midway through the third quarter, he was still in the game. He shouldn't have even come out for the second half. The game was over in the second quarter. It was you, over you, at halftime. You have to give it a try yeah. early third, but he ended yeah. up logging only 28 minutes yeah. game time, and I think Anthony Davis had 32. Mm-hmm. So they brought their minutes down. That's something to remember. That's because they didn't play the last 12, yeah. but they played the third quarter. Third quarter. You've got to come out of the locker room and give it a shot. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well, and they did. Like I said, they, they didn't mail it in. And people thinking that, oh, they mailed it in. They didn't mail it in. They got whipped. Mm-hmm. They got whipped, plain and simple. Unlike, you know, what happened like with the Miami Heat. They rested Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler's going to be fine. If that was a game six or seven in New York, Jimmy Butler would have been playing. Okay, so a little bit different scenario. And the Lakers, of course, they're not going to give games away because they don't have uh, the, the, the talent or the depth to give games away. They're a number seven seed. Remember that. And, and I'll take the other side of your point, you know, not to disagree yeah. with you, but I'm just going to point it out. The Warriors won the last two games on the road in Sacramento and drill-pressed them. They did. They crushed Sacramento in the all-important game five and the most important game seven. Now they're going to go to the Lakers where they know that arena very well. And that is not a home court advantage playing at the Crypto.com Center. Yeah, I still call it the Staples. Yeah, I know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I want to call it the Forum. I know it's a different building. You, <laughs> yeah. know, but you know what I'm saying, right? Uh, it, it's situation, yeah. In Golden State... It, I hate using the phrase, you know, turn it on like a light switch. But, you know, now that it is the playoffs, mm-hmm. we watch them during the regular season. This is a team, because you've been to the championship how many times in the last eight They've years? They've won four championships in the last eight years. Yeah, and, and, then that's they, one. and they and lost. They also, and, and they lost. Yeah. But the, how Twice. many extra yeah. games so have six you played? six times in the last eight years. Yeah, you're playing until the month of June. And, yeah, you're a bunch of veterans – the regular season's boring, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and we talk about the seeds, and as you said, we've seen it, especially on the hockey side of the playoffs this year. Home court or home ice hasn't meant a lot 
the hockey's been ridiculous as far as the the road teams, what they've done so far. And, you know, now we're here. We'll see what they what they do. The difference between Game 7 going to Sacramento and winning, and if they're dealing with the Lakers, is you didn't have a LeBron James on the other. And I know LeBron is, you know, one of the best players to ever play the game. He's at the backside of his career. There's no question about that. But there's still, he's been there and done that. Not going to be intimidated by the moment, whereas I think that's where the immaturity of of the Kings come into play. They hadn't been in that situation before. Let's talk about the load management you know, situation. We've talked about it all during the course of the regular season, and now it is extended in the playoffs. Okay, you mentioned Joel Embiid. All right, you know he could have rested in Game Two. Now we're talking about Jimmy Butler. Rest probably could have played in the Knicks uh, series for Miami. Uh, after they captured the first one at the Garden and then they lost Game Two, and now, you know, they're going to get back at it again tomorrow with Game Three. I imagine no question Butler's going to play, but Embiid actually could have rested in that Game Two, right? And he didn't, and there was some wear and tear on him. Did not look good. His numbers were not good in that game at all. He returned, played 26 minutes, 15 points, and only three rebounds. James Harden, that's another story. He was two for 14, you know, in, in that game number two. But you probably just should have given this guy some rest because obviously he needs it. But the load management thing, like with Embiid, Jimmy Butler, uh, Kawhi Leonard, going back to the last series in the regular season, you know, with that, with that motto, you probably should have rested LeBron James last night too if you're thinking, hey, well, we got game one because he's not looking the same as well. He looked great in the first half, but what did he do in the second half, even though he played the whole third quarter? He scored two points. He had 21 in the first, and he had he had two in the second. But this load management thing where it is really not worked out, okay? It's had the reverse effect because, in my opinion, we talked to a lot of the former NBA players and coaches you know, guys who played back in the day, you know, 82 games or attempted to play 82 games. Well, now you're going and you're saying, okay, maybe I'll play 65 games. You know, maybe I'll play 55 games. Maybe I'll do that. But what happens when you prepare to play 82 regular season games? Okay, your body's in better shape. Mm-hmm. All right? You take the wear and tear. So now you get to the playoffs, the most important time of your season, and now you're breaking down again. So... The load management isn't working. We're going to rest these guys. Wait, Kawhi Leonard is a perfect example. He played one game in the postseason, right? What happened in that game? Oh, he got hurt again. He was he's gone for the rest of the way. So something's got to change here. It probably is not going to change. But if you don't condition your body to play basically back-to-back games, and I say back-to-back, I mean where you have one game one night, you're off the next, you're playing every other night, your body's not going to be used to it because you haven't played that much during the course of the regular season. So this should not be a shock that guys like Embiid and some of these other guys are are, are continuing to be injured here. Yeah, but as far as having load management in the playoffs, I call BS on it. I mean, you're like you said, this is the most important time of the you gotta year. Go. You've got to play, and it's not like they're ever playing back-to-back games. Yeah. They're not. There's at least one day in between games all the way through the playoffs and sometimes the schedule has two game, two days in between especially the first round the way they stretch the first round out it's it's inexcusable to me and i agree with you that that could be the back end of you know the injury scenario with these players because they're they're not as conditioned or as tough as the old days. And you know, I remember when you had uh, the big seven footer in here. He said the only time he took a you know took a game off might have been the final week of the season if everything was wrapped up. Yeah, give us a couple you know a couple days to get our you know our legs and take a breather and come back fresh for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This this is ridiculous what you're seeing. And then you know you look at NBA. And then you look at hockey. Guys aren't taking load <laughs> management in hockey. And these guys are getting bounced into the boards every night. Right. Okay? It's a little more physical than, than basketball. Right. And for people that say, well, hockey, you're running in shifts and that yeah, sort of right. thing. So, you know, you, you, you play less minutes. No, like you said, the wear and tear is yeah. 
is, is crazy. All right, we come back. John Murray is going to join us, the executive director of the Superbook here at the Westgate Las Vegas. We'll talk to John about where the money is going with uh, tonight's uh, two NBA playoff games. We'll talk game three also, Warriors and Lakers. Plus, we got Vegas Golden Knights to talk about as well, too. Huge game two tomorrow afternoon at T-Mobile Arena. We'll get into that and a little more. Derby Talk, live from the Westgate on the first Friday in May. Having a great time here at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. There's more in store around your door and more of what you're looking for with the Dr. T.C. Martin. Complaciendo para todos los bailadores con esta rola que dice... It is Cinco de Mayo. Let's throw that in there. The other thing's missing, and I know John Murray and myself are feeling this way. Where's Canelo Alvarez? Yeah, oh, he's in Guadalajara. He's fighting tomorrow. Huge favorite. But we need Canelo to get back here to Vegas, uh, which I got the news earlier today that Canelo, after he takes care of business in this two-up fight against his ham and Eger, that Canelo will be back, hopefully in Vegas, but uh, he has the rematch with Dimitri Bivol in September on Mexican Independence Day. So hopefully that fight is here in Vegas. But happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Derby Day. John Marie joins us here, the executive director at the Superbook. Uh, mint julep in hand and ready to go. Why, why would Canelo want to fight Dimitri Bivol again? Because he why? wants to erase it. I know. How was that that fight? He wants to erase it. That was no good. I know. For him. But it's not going to be at 175 either. It's going to be a 168. Oh, is that what they said? Yeah. yeah. The, the best bets in sports, uh, this will be famous last words, but the best bets in sports are these these boxing favorites like Canelo yeah. tomorrow. Like, the, the fights are made for them to win. It's all, like, especially when they're building the young guys up. Like, they've been building up Shakur Stevenson. Right. And he's maybe now the best fighter in the world. He might be. They build these guys up, and you can, it's you're just going to win. Yeah, you might have to lay, like, 900, and in the case of Canelo, it's like 2,000. It's going to win. Yeah. Right. So you're bridge jumper? Yeah. Okay. I'm one of those guilty ones that does that with boxing. All That's right. the only sport you should do exactly. it. Exactly. I did it with Floyd right. Mayweather with the... Uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. But that, that wasn't, even, that wasn't crazy. It was only five to one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that wasn't crazy. Well, that, I, said I that. do that all the time with Canelo when he yeah. fought Amir Khan. It's I, like, I said on a, on a show I did that week, Marco, I said that this is the best bet in sports history. Yeah. That the only way you could lose is if Mayweather got hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is not impossible. No. Uh, I remember John Jones. He uh, he finished Chael Sonnen in the first round of their light heavyweight title fight about 10 years ago. And with like seconds left in the first round. And after the first round ended, he realized he'd broken his foot. If that fight had gotten out of the first round, the doctor would have stopped it. And Chael would have been declared the winner. The only way that you could lose some of these bets is if the fighter got hurt. Mm-hmm. You're basically betting against that happening. Yeah, as I like to say, they're going to they're they're hold my money for a little more than an hour. Right, that's it. Yeah. You know, that's in true. those cases, and Canelo have had great success with him. You know, Mayweather is is another one. Like like you said. All right, John. NBA playoffs. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the game two betting from last night's Warriors and Laker game. I know you had tons of, of one sided money, deservedly so. I believe the game closed right around seven. I don't know if you had a little buyback when people found out the loony, if they even found out, because the Warriors kept that pretty quiet. But about two hours ahead of time, they said the loony uh, was sick, wasn't going to play. Uh, definitely not start, ended up only playing 11 minutes. But uh, talk a little bit about the game two betting in that game because that was another one that looked stone cold easy. Well, it was really easy if you bet Golden State. Yeah. I mean, I barely even watched that game. Every time yeah. Golden State cruised to victory, it sort of reminds me of the Memphis series where the Lakers got game one on the road and then they just took care of business at home. That's how they won that yeah. series, won four games to two. Maybe that's their plan again. You're talking about a Golden State team that went 11 and 30 on the road this year. Maybe the Lakers. Anthony Davis sure seems to be planning on that. <laughs> I mean, I, I Anthony Davis in game one looked like the best player in the league. 30 for, and 20? For one night. Right. Uh, and then last night, what did he end up with, like two points? 11 points. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. But yeah. uh, the, the betting on the game, we lost a little bit because everyone's going to bet Golden State in the must win, and that was a must win for them. Yeah. But uh, you always get your Lakers money line takers especially at a big price like that. So we did okay. 
we really need the Lakers to lose the series. So we were happy to see Golden State win. Now, you also have the, we've had the fluctuation, like you normally do, but especially with this, you got kind of a public team with the Lakers, and then the Warriors are kind of public team too. But uh, the Warriors, you know, opened this line. You guys opened it right around 165, got bet down, I believe, to, to 150 because uh, you had a lot of Laker money for the series price. And then Golden State drops game one. Now all of a sudden Golden State is like plus 110. Have you seen some fluctuation with series betting? And then now yeah. as we get ready for game three, now you got the Warriors, you know, back to a favorite again. Talk a little bit about the series betting. Do you get a lot of sharp money for people jumping in in, in mid series, not only in the NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, but even, you know, uh, World Series and Major League Baseball playoffs? We do. We definitely get sharp money. And specifically, we got really sharp money on Golden State series price before game one. Yeah. Uh, you know, our price, a little bit baked into it, is we've got a lot of liability on the Lakers. But from talking to other sportsbook directors around the city, I think that's pretty common. Uh, I think I think pretty much everybody in the state is buried on the Lakers, so there might be a little bit of value there on Golden State because of that. Two weeks ago when we were here, we didn't get to talk to you since then, and I told TC. What again. were you guys doing last week? We were opening up the uh, Aces facility last week, so oh. we had the ribbon cutting ceremony, oh, the oh, you know cool. two million dollar facility, which is fantastic. Wow. So we did the show live from there, and that's awesome. Had Becky Hammond and Asia Wilson on, really? and Natalie Williams, and had a great time there. Okay, that's cool. I, I have those that's obligations a, once in a while. That's a good excuse. You know. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm just curious. That's good. But we talked about the first series. You said you had a couple sharp guys come in and weren't afraid to lay that big number with Boston and with Milwaukee. Boston yeah. got through, but yeah. Milwaukee. Uh, I know, and and you just you don't see that in the NBA. I remember we talked about that. Like we specifically talked about the Bruins Panthers. Mm-hmm. And how, like, yeah. the Bruins, the best yeah. regular season team ever, mm-hmm. and they were laying, like, three bucks on the series price right. because that's hockey. Right. Uh, you don't see a team. This Milwaukee loss, I don't want to be too much of a prisoner of the moment, but it might be the worst loss I've ever seen in the NBA playoffs because I don't even think Miami's good. And it costs yeah. Bootenholders his job I, as, I, as well, too. I don't, I don't know. Like, at some point, because I grew up in the era where – Shaq was like considered a loser if he lost in the finals. <laughs> and then, of course, more recently, LeBron would get criticized. He'd drag like four people out of the stands and they'd go to the finals and lose to Golden <laughs> State. And then LeBron would get crucified for that. Giannis just lost in the first round. Yeah. I know he missed a couple of games with an injury, but they actually won one of the games he didn't play in. Correct. They, they won game two yeah. without him. They blew two big leads in games that they should not. You don't lose. Yes. And and Giannis was terrified of the ball because he didn't want to go to the free throw line. 10 for 23 in that game. Eric Spol- line. <laughs> Spolstra coached circles around Budenholzer. Yeah. And that's got nothing to do with Giannis. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that the elite, elite players in the NBA, and Michael Jordan, I don't remember, I'm too young to remember that, but I know what happened to him too. Yeah. They get crucified if they lose in like the championship series. Yeah. Giannis just lost as bad of a series as I've ever seen. Speaking of the $3 you know, favorite with the Bruins, well, the Celtics were a 305 favorite in this series against mm-hmm. Philadelphia, and now this series is tied at one game apiece. Yeah, and, and I know it's easy to say it now, but I was kicking myself after game two. I can't believe I didn't lay the adjusted series price on Boston, mm-hmm. the over-adjustment. Yeah. Philadelphia wins game one without Embiid. I think that series price got over-adjusted because Embiid, from what I saw in game two, he is not... 100%. The NBA MVP, Joel Embiid. I think he is the best player in the NBA when he's healthy, but he's not right now. So it's tough to it's tough to see uh, it's tough to see Philadelphia winning that series with a less than 100 percent Embiid. You, you know, on a side note with that, it just it, it cracks me up. And again, this isn't. Uh, it's going to sound like I'm disagreeing with you, but I guess I am. It's not a shot at you, but it's conventional wisdom that, they, you know, people, they look at what a guy does, like, say, during the regular season, like Joel Embiid is the best player. He's not. Steph Curry is. I mean, look oh. what Steph Curry continues yeah. to do. Well, you should and, tell your listeners that you're wearing a Golden State basketball yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah. Oh, Steph, uh, Curry, Steph yeah. Curry's awesome. Yeah. I, but, I mean, it, I just think, I think if you, if you ask me to pick one guy, mm-hmm. I would pick Embiid. We're splitting hairs. Yeah. You could say Jokic. You could. No say, one talks Jokic. I mean, I just ripped him. You could say Giannis. Except, I'd, I'd listen yeah, to that. I was going to say, wasn't it, to wasn't it all about Giannis yeah. 
It was Giannis, Jokic, and and Embiid, okay. but Embiid gets it. I would take Embiid number three of those guys. That's I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, it's not like this isn't like ten years ago when LeBron was so far the best player in the league. It wasn't even close. Right now, you've got a, you've got probably five or six guys yeah. that I think you could make a realistic case for, and that I, I think makes the playoffs right now more compelling because yeah. yeah. you've got you've got these all these great players all on different teams. Mm. I thought Anthony Davis in Game One was the best player in the NBA. He, he, he was. That, that was, was a, the Anthony Davis that we saw before he came to the well, Lakers. That, that's no, the Anthony Davis that you yeah. see fifty percent of the time. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. No, I, I mean that's not an exaggeration. This is what we see from him. fifty percent of the time. He might as well have just not played last night. Yeah. Just rest up for the games back in LA. Yeah. If that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Uh, but when he's on, he's. And, and Golden State, the Lakers have such a size advantage in that series. Golden State can't do anything to stop him when he's playing like that. If he plays like that two or three more times, they're definitely going to move on to the conference finals. John Murray joins us here, the executive director of the Superbook. John, we got two games tonight in the NBA, two big-time games, the Celtics and Philly series tied one game apiece. The Celtics are a two-and-a-half-point road favorite here. Obviously, they were angry. They were upset. They had the bounce back in game two, obliterating the Sixers. Now the series shifts to Philly. How has the series betting gone on this? And then let's talk specifically about money on tonight's game as Boston a slight favorite. It's Boston in the series, Boston for game three. It's all, And I get it because they're coming off of that huge win in game two. Boston has been considered the best team in the power ratings pretty much all year. Well, they were neck and neck with Milwaukee, I suppose. Yeah. But... Of the teams remaining, they're clearly considered to be the best team in the league. The public is going to back Boston, and they're going to continue to do so until we see that Embiid is healthy. Mm. I mean, maybe he's not the best player in the league, but he's pretty damn high up there. And if he's not healthy, the Sixers can't win the series. In the second game tonight, I talked with TC uh, earlier. You've got Phoenix in the absolute must-win. You know, you're down 0-2. you got to win Game 3. We talked about it before where the trend has been in the last few years. Everybody's pounding the home team. Yeah. First quarter, first half. Yeah. You've got a game tonight where the line is four for the game. You're laying three and a half for the first half. Yeah, and, and I think I think what that should tell you as a better is that the market has corrected to that. If anything, they've over-adjusted to that. I don't believe that there's any value left on doing that. And you don't see the sharp players. I mean, I'm speaking in general. But you don't see the sharp players laying that the way they did maybe, what was that, like 10 years ago? Right. Yeah. All the years run together. But yeah. that used to be a big thing. And you don't see that anymore because the market has corrected itself. And, and we're not we're not like getting run over with Suns first half bets tonight. Yeah. This is an interesting interesting five games here for Phoenix. Let's say they lose this series to Denver, and they almost definitely will. What do they do next? <laughs> you know, they've traded away all their depth. Chris Paul is an old man. I mean, where do they go from here with this crew? It's going to be very interesting to see here because they obviously went all in for this season. If they lose to Denver four games to one, let's just say, what happens next for the Phoenix? No, it, it is a rebuild. I mean, yeah. you got Booker. Okay, so Booker is supposed to be your franchise. Sure. It, are you going to keep him and build around him, or does he get away and say, "I don't want to be you know, part of this situation anymore"? So I think Booker is the key. Durant. I mean, here we go again with Durant. I mean, just you know, well, who's going to want me? Who do I want, basically? You know, you know, who can be a contender so I can try to steal another ring? I mean, that's Durant. And it's too bad because if Durant would have stayed with Golden State, he could have won as many rings as he wanted to. It just, but he wasn't content with that. Again, a guy thinking like, hey. You know, uh, I, I'm a little bit bigger than, than this product, and I can kind of go build my own team. Well, didn't work that way in Brooklyn, and it's not going to work that way in Phoenix for your point. So you're talking about, John. They just don't have enough surrounding nah. talent. Kevin Durant robbed the NBA of what should have been a golden era. Yeah. If he'd stayed in Oklahoma City, that was a great team. Yeah. Golden State won 73 games before he even got there and a championship. That was a great all-time team. And LeBron was with Kyrie and Kevin Love in Cleveland, a younger LeBron. He actually would have had a chance to beat Golden State again with no Kevin Durant there. And Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City had Golden State on the ropes. They up three games to one in the Western Conference Finals. Yep. Unbelievable performance by Clay Thompson is the only reason that Golden State even made the finals that year. That could have been a golden era for the NBA. You're right. And no. instead, Kevin Durant had to go play with the Warriors and basically make it unfair for a few years. He did. And yet, we were just 10 days ago 
coming into the playoffs because they hadn't lost the game right. since oh, he yeah. started that they made them the fame. That's how the the market just overreacts to Favor- recency bias and favored. In the series price against the one seed who has obviously has yeah. home court, right. that that shows you how much we thought of Phoenix mm-hmm. coming into the postseason. Let's not totally dismiss them. Mm-hmm. They can get right. I mean, they they were up going into the fourth quarter in Game Two, Game One. Denver shot the lights out. If Phoenix can win tonight, a lot of pressure on Denver going in mm-hmm. Sunday for Game Four. Maybe Phoenix can still get into the series. I don't think that they will, but there's a reason why they were the highest power-rated team in the West. And they could get it together because if you look at what the Suns did with Booker and Durant on the court in Game 2, they obliterated Denver when they were on the court together. Yeah. yeah. But when they weren't on the court, then that they, was the story. And they have no depth. Right. They don't exactly. have any. They yeah. don't have anyone. Yeah. When they go to their bench, yeah. it's just there's just nothing yeah. there. And going back to what you were talking about, Marco, and – uh, fair point, exactly. You know, the first pet, the first half bet, that makes a heck of a lot of sense. But, you know, who who's, who started this rule way back when? Like, oh, well, you know, whatever the game, if the game is, is seven and we got to cut it in half and make it three and a half in the first half. I mean, there are the, those situations you can really take advantage because you take advantage of momentum, situation, especially, you know, a home court situation that, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me. It, it, it probably this line should probably be four or even four and a half in the first half because you expect Phoenix to come out like a house of fire tonight. And same thing with Golden State in their situation last night. You knew that that was going to happen, but it's funny how you just kind of get conditioned of like, well, we kind of cut the line in half. Whatever the line is, that's going to be the halftime line. But if you really reason it out, uh, you know, think about what really should happen here and take the conditions, the situation, and the players in mind. You're both right in your thinking of the game, but they've taken the value away from it. And then how many times do you, and Sharps will say this all the time, I missed a number. So they don't play a game that they really like because they missed the number. I'm sorry. I would rather have a bad number and a winning ticket than right. a, you know, a good number and a losing ticket. Yeah. You know, because if your handicap says, it should cover the fact that maybe you were snoozing or whatever, or that three and a half was only there for 20 minutes and you missed that window. I'm not throwing the game away, right. not playing it. Your friend Kelly in Vegas is not a big fan of uh, having good closing line value and losing. No, she, does, <laughs> she handles that with very little grace, uh, very poor. Um, you know, to your point earlier, though, there's a lot of people that may not a lot of people, there are some very smart people. They made a lot of money betting first half, second half totals in the NBA mm-hmm. because of exactly what you're saying. That it doesn't it shouldn't necessarily just be cut in half. Right. And the way that NBA totals got booked changed because some very smart people figured that out a long time ago. Mm. Are you seeing a lot of Phoenix money tonight? Yeah, and, and you you expect that. Because they're down 0-2. Right. It's the line four and a half the, right the now. The must so. win. Mm. The customers love to bet the must yeah. win. Yeah. Hey, it worked out last night for Golden State. Not so much for Toronto. Mm-hmm. Not so much for Toronto. All right, let's talk a little uh, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Edmonton Oilers. I know you were at the game, yeah. uh, game number one. Here, here's what I want to know. What is John Murray, how do you dress when you go to a Golden Knights game there? What did I wear? Hey, you're an executive, man. Right, so yeah. are, are you hanging in the, the VIP Westgate suite? No, no. Are no, you, no. You're, you're, I know where your no, seats no. are at. So you're down so there. But the are, you, are, are you dressing <laughs> VGK or are you maybe yeah. dressing you know, the opposite side if you bet the opposite side? Because I know John Murray has to have a ticket on the game. I, I had money on the game, obviously. <laughs> Attaboy. Uh, I, I, I think I just wore like a VGK, uh, like long-sleeved shirt. All right. But you're going team and colors? V- oh, of course. All the yeah. time. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. I, I had like a VGK long sleeve and jeans. Now, have you ever gone to a VGK game where you had the other side, betting-wise? Uh, I probably, I'm sure I have. Because okay. I've been to a lot of games. And, I'm and, sure. And that are I'm- you still dressing VGK? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. you don't want to get into a fight with one of the locals, DC. You know, like, <laughs> that's true. Maybe I turn the corner, I see Marco. <laughs> you know, I'm wearing a, an Oilers sweater, and it gets physical. Yeah. I, I can't. I mean, I can't you guys' seats are kind of close to I each can't other too. Something like that. I think he was on the other. Oh, the we other. were. We were in eleven. Oh, that's that was my see? section for that's the regular so, season. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's where I like to sit. Yeah. Well, he you probably guys, has your seats because you, <laughs> yeah. you didn't renew. Them for I the didn't playoffs. renew them for the playoffs. <laughs> no. When you get the Knights coming at you twice, yeah, yeah. I, I, lo- I, lo- I love sitting behind the goal. Yeah. I, I'd rather be there than in the center. 
All right, let's talk about the wagering on this series because even though the Golden Knights had home ice advantage, Edmonton not only was the series favorite, but they were the, the favorite in game number one, too. And the VGK cashers uh, cashed in. Well, Edmonton has a very high power rating. The Sharp guys love Edmonton. The Sharp guys were betting Edmonton in the Futures book. They were betting them in game one. Our crowd right now watching the Kentucky Oaks. <laughs> And, and me too. And me too. And, and, what, and watch Marco's reaction. Who you got, Marco? I got, I got money on this race. <laughs> I need the seven or eleven on top. All right. Or to run second. Is, is this good radio though? If we're just yes, yes, they come. Yeah. I'll give you a little play-by-play. -play. I don't know. There we go. Pretty nope. mischievous. Is he going to get caught? Is he going to be caught by like the three? It's, three. it's yeah. gambling girl. And gambling girl gets out. Oh no! Uh, We've got a photo. Photo finish in the Oaks. There it is. <laughs> and there's Dumb Chuck's horse that is still running, even though the race is over. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think my horse knew that the race started. Yeah. yeah. I think Mark no, was a horse. Was a, yeah, we, we did uh, not do good there. I'm sorry about that, Mark. That, was a that, that would be a good time to have a mint julep. Yeah, there you yeah, go. go. Cheers, <laughs> well, I, I, thought, uh, I thought you had a loyal listener that was getting us all drinks. I did. Where's well, Nasty Nicole? I, I Where'd use, she go? I could use it, Nicole. Yeah. That, that was, she that disappeared. I don't know what happened. Maybe she got uh, pulled over by security for yeah. you know with some alcohol. There. Well, you can't, you can't have outside alcohol. I know. Yeah, and she knew oh. that. She, uh, she did she's her homework. Probably in the holding cell by now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, then yeah. again, oh wait, yeah. there's Nicole. She's in the uh, the hat yeah. contest that you guys are having oh, yeah, here. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, she brought us hats. I think yeah. we should we should don a hat for the picture yeah. too. You guys can keep the hat, but I, I'll need yeah. a shot after that. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, not a good race. No. Uh, I like uh, I, you know. Marco, you know I love the ponies. I love going to Del Mar, oh, but I don't know anything about it. And every year yeah. I'll just bet the Oaks and the Derby just because yeah. I want to fit in, and I right. lose every year. Yeah. And every year I go, why did I just do that? I don't even know anything. I'm not going to pretend I know anything about it. I just like it. So I do it, and I love Del Mar. Do you do opening yeah. day? I, I did one time. I swore it off. I thought it was too busy. Yeah, oh, it yeah. is too busy. Right. But I, I, I don't. I mean, I know it's great, but like, I was waiting in line for beers all day, and I was waiting in line to bet all day, and I was like, yeah. I'm just going to go on a regular weekend. That's why I go that first week of August. And it's I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be there the yeah. first weekend of August. I'll price it. Okay, the, we'll, we'll, the, we'll coordinate. Yeah. The Dodgers are playing the Padres that weekend, right. too. All right. So we're going to Padres game Friday night, and I'll be at Delmar on the weekend. Okay, let's, we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. we got a spot in the box for you. I got a box. You got a box. Got okay, a box. there it is. Everyone's got a box. You got to have a box. You got to have a box. You can't. Again, it's like the hockey game. You can't be with the commoners. Yeah, <laughs> love it. You can't do that. All right, man. Uh, real quick, uh, VGK Edmonton for the series. I think I think VGK is going to win this series. I think Edmonton's shaky between the pipes. I, I know I'm a homer. I think VGK is moving on. I think they're getting out of this round. I think I think they're going to do it. And the way they responded to adversity in game one really got me excited. Because every time Edmonton scored, it looked like the tables were about to turn, and, and VGK came right back at him. All right. He is John Murray, and we're going to get him uh, those uh, mint julep pops here real, real, <laughs> real, real quick. All right. Double B, Brian Benowitz is going to join us. Mattress Mac coming your way as well, too. Uh, we'll go derby time here in hour number two as we continue on live from the Westgate Las Vegas inside the Superbook. If they want your body to move. 